Hey everyone, I need your attention for one minute. This is not one of those ads. This is something that has changed my entire life. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know that this is all about personal development as the foundation for everything good in your life. And this podcast is now sponsored by Growth Day, which is the world's first all-in-one personal development app. I mean, oh my gosh, can you imagine having everything all in one place that you need to create the life that you want? Now you can. So if you've been struggling with your motivation, your mood, your productivity, or your purpose, you have to check this out. Growth Day helps you consciously change your life and achieve your potential. It has all the self-improvement tools, motivational classes, and life coaching all in one place. So many of us want to improve our lives, but the question is how? Where do we start? What do we use? How do you get unstuck? How do you make self-improvement stick? Well, research shows how. It's when you consistently journal, track your habits, set goals, learn from empowering mentors, and challenge yourself that you'll be happier, healthier, and more successful. But let me ask you something. Where do you actually do all of your personal development work? I have to tell you that over 300,000 people use Growth Day for a reason. It works. It's the world's number one software for self-improvement. Growth Day has an amazing mindset journal that I absolutely love, a habit tracker, and a goal-setting system. In fact, I bet if you went to my stories this week, you probably saw me using the journaling app and telling you to do it too, because it's the first time that journaling has ever actually stuck consistently in my life because of this app. And best of all, Growth Day has live inspirational classes every single week from the world's top motivational speakers and life coaches. These are people who have impacted my life in huge ways. These are mentors who I already knew and loved. In fact, this is something that's so huge for me, you guys. I personally teach a class in Growth Day every single month, and it is one of the most fun things that I get to do, and I'd love to see you there. These classes will truly shift your life. There's always something new that you will learn. So join me in 300,000 Achievers Growing Our Lives with actual real intention. Visit growthday.com slash Lori for a free trial. Yes, you can try this for free. So go to growthday.com slash Lori and go live your best life. You guys, that's growthday.com forward slash Lori. And I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go.
Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. And I just want to take a minute to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who tunes in every single week, who shares, who tags, who uploads on social media. I love seeing what episodes and guests that you love and what you got out of it. So thank you guys so much. And if you feel moved, I would love if you would rate and review the podcast. So if you'd go over to iTunes, subscribe, give it a five-star rating and review it, that is how I am going to be able to continue to get awesome guests on here and it is all up to you. So that would mean the world to me if you'd head on over and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. I'm so grateful for you. So today I have on the show someone who's been on the show before, and she contacted me because she has a new book out, and I'm so excited to share it with you. And I know uh, how much of her heart and soul went into this book. We've had coffee and really talked about just how she wanted to put this out into the world, why, and share every single method, every single step that really truly made her feel uh, successful in her life. So you guys, I have Zalata Sushik on the show again. She's a lifestyle coach, a sports nutritionist, and founder of her online fitness coaching company, Sexy Fit. So I can't wait for you to listen in to everything that she shares so that you can reach all of your new year goals as well. So let's get started. Zalata, I'm so incredibly excited to have you back on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my goodness gracious, Lori. I am thrilled to be here. I, uh, what some people don't know about you is that you are one of the most caring, generous people that I have ever met, along with one of the most just bold and committed people to people's transformation. So um, I'm thrilled to have you back now that I've gotten to really know you, have a lot of great coffee talks with you, and you have a book. I do. I'm so excited. Thank you. I love this intro. Lori, can I take you everywhere with me where we go and you can just introduce me? Please? Yes. <laughs> How do we figure that out? <laughs> beautiful. Beautiful. I can walk around with you too. I'll be like, 10X cover model, the most amazing person I've ever seen on stage. Please welcome Lori Harner. I'm telling you, it's all about the intros, you guys. It's it is so, all about the intros. So true. I'm pretty uh, impressed by me. <laughs> See, self-confidence already oozing. If you want some of that, we're going to talk about it. So Zlata, can you share with us a little bit about your history, how you got here? And yes, Zlata, if you recognize her name, she has been on a previous show. Um, so I'm going to refer you back to looking up that podcast when you decide that you completely fall in love with her. But could you take us back and just tell us a little bit about your past, how you got here and really how you wound up doing what you're doing right now. Oh my gosh, Lori, thank you so much for linking the old podcast too. And I am going to make this intro as brief as I possibly can because there's quite a backstory. And even if you heard me on the podcast before, a lot of the stories and a lot of my intro has changed a little bit because so much of the truth, the raw, real truth came out um, as the process of writing a book. So I am originally from Moscow, Russia. I moved to the States when I was 16 years old and I have been, you know, I've, I've lived in Alaska for a couple of years and now I'm in SoCal in San Diego, which I truly love. And when I moved to the States, I did not speak English. So, which is an interesting thing now that I'm a writer, holy moly, I'm a podcaster. I talk to people all the time and I'm actually a coach. So it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. And 
I got introduced to health and fitness when I was in high school. And this is a story I held back, one of those stories. When I moved, because I didn't grow up with much, like I didn't have a bed growing up. My sister and I had to alternate beds and I had one of those flower folding cots. <laughs> like it had a flower pattern on it. It was, it was really funny. Um, it wasn't funny. It, was fun. it wasn't funny at the time and now it's not funny either. But hey, life. <laughs> and... Um, a lot of the American sweets and the American candy was always associated with me with abundance and, and love from my parents and love from my dad specifically. And when I moved to the States, I was so alone and I was so sad. That was my getaway. Hmm. And seven months into it, eight months into it, when I was in dance class, and um, I was terrible at dance, I should say. And uh, when I was in dance class, a teacher asked me to leave because quote unquote, my gut was disgusting. Mm. And um, I needed to find a shirt very quickly in order for me to return to class. And this girl ended up saving me. And, you know, of course, she's like the tall, beautiful cheerleader who is like slaying it at dance. And here I am, step one, two, just like not, not being very successful. But that spiked a huge interest in, in fitness that spiked a huge interest in bodybuilding for me because that became my new reality, that became my new community, that bega- became my new way of life. But eventually it became my obsession in a way and sort of took over a lot of who I was. Mm-hmm. And I realized through writing the book what, it, what fitness became for me, it became a way for me to control situations, being really certain in the outcome. My biggest competitive years were when I was graduating from high, high school, when a, a, a boy broke up with me, and um, when I was graduating from college. Those are my huge competitive years. I've done like 26 shows to date. Wow. And... Um, yeah, that was a lot. And here we are now with Sexy Fit, which came out of me coming out of recovery from from my obsessive fitness career where I developed an eating disorder I didn't tell anybody about until the book came out. And, um, you know, the transformation from my best friend who I saw just was like insane. And that's where Sexy Fit came from. That's where how the method got put together. And we have this amazing community thousands of people listening. And I'm, and, and, uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for where we are now and what I was able to create out of my challenges and out of me <laughs> falling flat on my face. Um, and, um, yeah, happy to be here today. I hope that was a short enough intro. <laughs> mm, well, I love it. And you guys, if you want, you know, the really, um, much more in-depth version, definitely go listen to that podcast. But yes, I think that's enough to get us to where we need to go. And, you know, some of my favorite things about you is the, is the time that we've spent just bonding over our vulnerability and sharing stories of the failures of the trials, um, Mm -hmm. of the things that didn't work of the things that we used to force ourselves to do in order to feel like we were enough, smart enough, good enough for this industry, for ourselves, for our friends, for our parents, for whatever that was. So I'm so excited to read your book. So we're going to jump right in. Um, why this book? Why now? Why this book? Oh boy. Why this book? One of the things that I set out to do last year, I said that I want you know, I saw the transformation in my clients. I saw the transformation in my coaching programs. And I said, how can I be more impactful? We're influencing thousands of people on the podcast. We're influencing hundreds, but I believe this could be bigger. And I felt um, as we could do this through 
this book where I compiled all of the tools and tricks and strategies and everything. Book actually originally came out in the summertime and it had none of my story because I wasn't willing to tell everything that I needed to tell and it bombed. It wasn't, it wasn't very good because it was just like basically like very raw, like raw, 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 go do this. And then I said, okay, I'm not being very impactful because I'm not being courageous enough and vulnerable enough with, with my peeps. Mm. And this is a rewrite. So this is version 2.0. And the reason that it's set for now is because I had a huge setback in the original publishing date of October 3rd. Uh, My business almost fell apart, but I was like, no, no, Mm -hmm. I have faith. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason January is because it's uh, a beautiful time to um, create a new transformation in our life. Mm. You know, and I, re- I really actually uh, love, <laughs> love the timing and the birth of this book because I did get to just be a, a partially alongside of you for a tiny bit of that when you felt like, you know, things were kind of imploding in your business. And I think that's such a beautiful thing that you just shared for people, because I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs and a a lot of future authors and a lot of people who want to be getting out there that think that the road is supposed to just be like that hockey (laughs) stick growth, right? The entire time. And (laughs) really they forget to tell you about those moments of the failures of (laughs) the explosions of the, Oh my God, I need to do something drastically different. And it's just Mm -hmm. feedback. It's all just feedback, right? So let's Let's jump in. I'm so excited because we were chatting a little bit before this and I'm like dying to get my hands on this book. Um, You talk about five steps to shifting your lifestyle and also the premise of this book. Why don't we jump in there? Oh, I love that. You know, I have to, I have to kind of comment on what you said about the hockey stick. (laughs) I must say that this book made no sense. Mm. Like how much pain and how much struggle and how much craziness this book brought, it made absolutely no sense. This book is a calling. This book is a message and this book is a message of faith. And I must say not all business decisions are simply logical business decisions. There are a lot of business decisions that we make, especially as women, based on a feeling and a calling. And this is one of those things. And I will tell you that this is the most growth I've ever experienced in my life. And I'm so grateful for it. So I thank you. Thank you for sharing a little bit of that. And the whole hockey stick myth, it just doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Amen. (laughs) So and the premises came out of the tough times that this book has caused. So so great. I'm I'm so um, excited for a question. Okay. So the first one, what is, what is the, you know, foundational reasons, reasoning around the steps that you created? There are three premises and we kind of briefly chatted about them before we started the podcast. And I believe that they're fundamental premises for any shift really that we're trying to create. And the reason I, I, made them as premises, not as steps or not as chapters is because premise is something that we don't necessarily need to argue with. We don't necessarily need proof for. And, um, if we're having any kind of difficulty in any of the five steps that we're going to talk about, then go back to the premises. (laughs) Mm, So premise number one is that we live life by design and we choose our way into the life that we live. And if we're not happy with the life that we live, then we need to know that life didn't choose us. We chose life. Mm. And everything that we have created, our problems and our celebrations have been 
a direct impact of the choice that we made, whether we felt like we were on the backseat of the bus and we weren't the bus driver or we were driving that bus and, and where we are now is a result of that destination. So that is a very first premise. And I believe we, we live in a mindset of in the victimhood mindset at times. And I've done this too, where I'm like, well, it just sort of happened. You know, it's like, I didn't have a choice. And it's like, I always had a choice mm. and I made my choice into this choice, whether I was aware or not. Mm. So that, that is the first premise. Could you get more specific on that? An example of maybe where you've you've made that choice or you've chosen to be a victim in something? Oh, totally. Uh, in 2014, I left competing in 2013. In 2014, I started having anxiety. And one of those anxiety things, things, situations where um, it would land me for like bed rest for a week. And then in 2014, um, my 2014 resolution was that I'm gonna beat anxiety. And it didn't happen, so it was also my 2015 resolution, and I was fighting a very silent battle because I felt like I was, you know, a fitness professional, and I don't need, and I need to know better. Uh, but the thing is, I started downloading all these programs and learning from people, and one email came through, and the very first line said, you chose your way into anxiety. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was so angry. I go, no, this happened to me. This just happens to me. And then I was like, if a client told me that being 50, 60, 100 pounds overweight just happened to them, I would look at them and say, no, no, those were choices along the way that you made and that, that have caused this. Mm -hmm. And no guilt, no judgment, but we're here because of the choices. And I realized that I was choosing anxiety mm -hmm. because it was easier to run away from certain problems and say, oh, I have anxiety. Sorry. <laughs> you know, and, and that was my observation within myself. And there were certain things that I wasn't looking after or over or journaling about or resolving that have caused me to have this anxiety and that have caused me to feel the way I felt. Mm, so is that how you dealt with it? You did a lot of journaling. You did a lot of questioning yourself. What was it? Um, and what do you still work on that's getting you through that? Thank you for that question. I have not had anxiety in almost a year. Um, I don't know if I beat it in the future, but I know I, I beat it yesterday and today. So very present moment, um, experiences that I don't have it anymore. And, um, first thing I made a choice not to have anxiety. The second thing was yes, journaling my way into how I felt and what were the things that were happening. So I noticed if I sleep less than six hours or less than seven hours, really, I feel very anxious. If I don't make a to-do list in the morning, I feel very anxious. If mid-afternoon I don't check in with myself for how I feel, do I feel overwhelmed, rushed, what's happening, then I will, will not feel so good. And um, I noticed that what I ate had a lot to do with it because my energy levels were low and how I worked out had a lot to do with it as well. So I journaled every little thing. And then when I was like, huh, I see patterns. Hello. And I just, it just brought more awareness to what I was doing to get myself to those places. Oh man, that's so powerful. A lot of times we try to run from that, right? We're like, no, no, I don't, you don't even want to know. And <laughs> you don't know that you don't want to know, but that's yes. the beautiful part is, is just acknowledging. Oh my gosh. Totally. Here's where it comes. This is what it's doing. Hello, right? you. <laughs> Hello, you. Totally. And then there's a layer of depth to it, right? Because mm -hmm. if we have anxiety or stress, we're living too far in the future. Mm-hmm. 
And we have crazy expectations. Like I had crazy expectations of myself like what? because um, I wanted to build this. This is so absurd. I wanted to build a million dollar business in a, two years. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there was no rhyme or reason why. There was no feeling connected to it. Um, and what I was doing, the impact that I was making wasn't getting me to that number. And I was like frustrated for for no reason, but I realized it wasn't my goal. It was something that I saw other people doing and that I made it my goal somehow, but Mm. making money was never at the foundation of this business. It was about creating impact Mm. (laughs) and creating a transformation for whoever joins your program and picks up your book. And I had to break up with that really fast and go, oh my gosh, that is really causing me so much pain and blocking me from creating more good in the world. So mm. another, another truth bomb and vulnerable share here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. That's the best. Okay, so number two, the second, second premise. The second premise is really something I learned recently and took on, thank you to you and Chris, by the way, um, is understanding that there are really true power, two true powerful emotions that we come from. It's fear or love. And I believe that that transformation came recently and why the book never launched on October 3rd. Um, something that I learned from Gabby Bernstein and then I, I read The Course of Miracles and then I read in everything, read from everything from Marianne Williamson and then I really tuned into what my big mentors were saying. And um, when we come from a place of fear, when it comes to our lifestyle, is we're coming from a place of too far in the past, basing on the experiences that have caused us to fail and now have become our universal wisdoms of coming from fear to fail or fear to not be good enough or or, um, they're coming from fear of not measuring up. So the comparison, the self-judgment, the negative self-talk, um, or the anxiety of living too far in the future. And we're unable to create a place where we're coming from love, compassion, acceptance, um, and really embracing ourselves who, who, who we are and understanding who we truly are and all the gifts that we bring into the world. And the book really became about cultivating that self-love peace through the mind, the accountability, the community, the food and the fitness and coming from a place of love versus coming from a place of fear because nothing grows in a dark and nothing um, grows in a place of fear where we want a lasting transformation, lasting change. All of that comes from being in a place of love. Mm. So, so number three, what is that one? Number three is an interesting concept that I've been diving into for quite some time and I couldn't figure out where it fit into the book. (laughs) I was like, this could be a chapter. This could be a part Mm. of a chapter. But I realized it is too a universal truth and that the faster we get on board with it, the the more balanced we're going to feel. Lori, you know how how many women tell us, I want to experience balance. (laughs) Like I want to feel more balanced. (laughs) What is that word? (laughs) What is that word? And I believe this is where it is when it comes to nutrition and fitness and everything really in life. Um, And it's the universal truth of masculine and feminine, yin and yang, left brain, right brain, whatever you want to call it. But I'm going to call it masculine and feminine. Mm. 
And when we know how to dance the delicate dance between the masculine and the feminine, that's when we're really able to get a grasp on our decision-making. We're able to get a grasp on um, nutrition. We're able to get a grasp on um, fitness. We're able to get a grasp on what do we need to to feel accountable in those steps or what kind of people we need to surround ourselves with. And here's what I mean. Um, here's what I mean in regards to like nutrition and fitness. Masculine is very much, I think I do strategize and, and the masculine really wants to know what is the strategy and the plan. And <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. And this is where the generation of meal plans, um, the generation of workout plans have really come from because masculine loves to have a plan and loves to have everything figured out and think um, our way into a transformation. If we have too much masculine um, in our nutrition or fitness, we tend to um, overplan or we tend to um, overanalyze all the food and get stuck in, in analysis paralysis, um, or we tend to um, really overtrack and overcount and overobsess over every single calorie that we're putting in our body. That is how masculine. Um, energy manifests itself when it's when it's too much of it. In a balanced way, masculine just likes to know what's happening. Does that make sense, Lori? Mm, totally. Beautiful. So here's where the feminine comes in. The feminine comes in and it says, I feel. And it's very... Um, you know, it's very, it's very loving, it's very kind, it's very compassionate, and it adds color to the black and white of the masculine, to the black and white of the meal plan, to the black and white of the fitness plan. A feminine is going to add more spices, more greens, more beauty. It's going to think about what kind of plate we're using, what kind of fork we're using, what kind of napkin we're going to put on, and, and food as an experience, right? And when when we have over when we have either suppressed feminine or disowned feminine or too much feminine we tend to fall into what we call emotional eating or binge eating we kind of found a label for that it's just it's just how we've disowned our feelings and our emotions and chose not to pay attention to them because we're so good at functioning in the masculine you know what i mean we're so good at wanting to no 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 but Feminine, when it comes to nutrition and fitness, it's very intuitive and it wants to dance a dance between this is what feels good to me and this is what is actually good for me. And um, what has happened over time, Lori, is A, from a history background, a woman hasn't even ran, like didn't even run a Boston Marathon until nine, 1960 because she was deemed unfit. Like mm. a woman cannot handle to run a marathon please. Mm. It happens all the time now. So all of the, right. So all of the education that we have, uh, we have had in the last 50, 60 years, more or so now with, with women like you and I emerging and talking about a different element of, of health and fitness. Um, but all of the education that we had was from men, male coaches, male trainers, male researchers, male design, males have designed plans and women have followed them. Well, guess what? A man doesn't, a man is a man. A man is very black and white, and we love them for that. Mm -hmm. And with the with the the feministic movement rising, which we are living the the outcome of feministic movement. So thank thank uh, the Lord for that. But I believe that feminine has become perceived as weak, mm. and we have we have perceived emotions as kind of like inconvenient 
things that we feel and we tend to have plates spinning in a really good direction when we're in our masculine, but when it comes to feminine, we feel like a basket case. So um, that was my experience. I felt like a basket case in my emotions and I've hid them for years in over um, analyzing my food and using food, uh, using, excuse me, using gym as therapy. And it turns out that food is food, fitness is fitness and therapy is therapy mm. and feelings are feelings. You know what I mean? So that is, that is the premise of the masculine, the feminine, that is the premise of love and fear and supremacy of choice. So, um, I love it. I, I actually really love that visual that you just painted for me in my mind of, you know, the masculine is kind of the plan and the feminine says, mm -hmm. how do I feel about this though? And mm -hmm. what's working for me? And looking back on my, um, just history of really trying to figure out what does work for me and where I'm at right now in my life and the still figuring it out phase until the day I die. Um, <laughs> it's okay. That's, that's, the dance. that's, that's life. That's the feminine that's the for dance. you. <laughs> it totally is. It's always questioning. It's, it's creating structure and then questioning how it feels on. So, mm -hmm. and we're, you know, these different structures and these different plans are going to be different at every phase of our life because we're ever mm -hmm. evolving. And I love, love, love that concept. It just was, you know, cause that's kind of where I started to learn. So when people out there who maybe, you know, maybe we're talking to you and you, um, have tried a million different plans. But the thing mm -hmm. is that when you feel like you don't stick to it 100%, you feel like you're failing when really that is the other part of you, the other 50% that needs to come in and say, mm -hmm. this is a beautiful plan. How can we arrange this to work a little bit better for you where it feels mm -hmm. really good, where good, you, yeah. yeah, your energy, where it's something that you're, you know, you're satisfied doing this. So I love that. Thank you for that visual. So you're let's, so welcome. Oh, man, so good. So let's move into, um, key steps that you use in the book? Oh, thank you. I love the steps. <laughs> <laughs> Are you Mainly, a step person? Are you like a, I need this clear, like step one, step two? In, in, um, most of the time I'm a very, um, very right brain bullets, uh, yes. steps, <laughs> um, outlines, to-do lists. And, um, that's, that's just my personality. And, and I noticed that, a lot of the times that's how, that's how we want it served. You know what I mean? I want to, especially in the masculine, because we're so like done, done, done. We just, we just want to see mm -hmm. what I love about these steps is that I didn't make them up myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what happened, Lori. When I started coaching, I coached very much how I used to be coached when I was a competitor, mm -hmm. but guess what? Um, an, an average woman um, who has never competed in her life is not going to be able to, to stick to anything rigid. So I kept asking, what do you want? What's missing? What do you want? What's missing? And first, you know, first a food piece came together, then the fitness piece came together, and then the mind followed, then the accountability followed, and then the community followed. And, it, and they all became beautiful pieces of a method that has been created by women asking for this, and it has, it has taught me as a coach, as a, as a trainer to learn more and to explore more and to package things up in a way where it's accessible for every woman out there. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, a little piece of that. I, I didn't, th these are not the steps that I took from competitive stage and, and packaged them up to a woman um, who is listening to this podcast with three kids and a job and a husband and a house and all this. Mm -hmm. It has been by has been created by that very woman. So, 
Five steps. First and foremost, we got to train our mind. Oh boy, it's our mind is fantastic at messing with us. Yes. <laughs> and what I wanted to do in this particular section of the book is really clear away the obstacles that are holding us back from creating the body that we've always wanted, from the creating the relationship with ourselves that we have always wanted. I talk about what are our stories and how to break up with those stories. I talk about limiting beliefs and how to break up with those limiting beliefs and how to actually use them to your advantage. Mm -hmm. I talk about creating the emotional intelligence because many of us just say, I'm so fat. And we don't know what that means, but I am so fat, excuse my language here, became a catch-all phrase for how we feel. I feel guilty. Mm -hmm. I feel ashamed. I feel sad. I feel hurt. I'm fat. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Totally. <laughs> And I talk about creating a lasting foundation for our success through getting motivated through our story and our reasons and for how we can set heart center goals that we can actually carry out. Not one of those goals like, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I, I think it's a great goal, but it's missing a lot of different movement pieces. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, I really wanted to teach this in this particular in this particular step, I wanted to get our mind prepared to do, to do what's necessary in the next steps. Mm. So the food, the food freedom. The food freedom is really about overcoming emotional eating. It's, it's about breaking free from the dieting roller coaster and the meal plans and the obsession with downloading the next, next best thing and, and spotting the, 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 sorry, the nutrition plans that don't work for you. And really, it's about experiencing the complete food freedom your way. I do teach on a macronutrient approach, but a lot differently than, than I see it being done anywhere. Um, I'm very much about whole foods and, and appreciating them and, and understanding how they can work for you. But I'm also the girl who's going to eat pizza and have a glass of wine and really enjoy both. Yes. And I believe, yeah, you're like, yes. Yes. Sorry. That just came out of my mouth. Yes. <laughs> and, um, I believe we have been so obsessed with dieting and deprivation and, and no to this and no to this. And, and I call it no dairy, no gluten, no life. <laughs> uh, which I do, like, lactose and gluten allergies are totally, you know, relevant and a thing. But I, I realize that a lot of them have been used to kind of sphere our way into, you know, the next best diet, quote unquote. I want to overcome that. I, I don't want that to be present for you anymore. No more food fear. No more food anxiety. Your diet, your way. And uh, I included um, over 50 beautiful, delicious easy recipes that you can make most under 10 minutes and um, you can make them on the budget because I don't have a million dollars in my pocket quite yet mm. <laughs> and um, um, I wanted to make that accessible for every woman um, how are we doing Lori are we good I, so far I'm good I have a question for you around food sure. freedom that's coming up for me because food is such an interesting thing right like with we want to if, if if there's an alcoholic, you quit liquor. If there's, you know, someone who wants to quit smoking, you stop using a cigarette. And if you're binge eating, you can't stop eating food. So this was something for me that was like really in my face because I was, you know, a former binge eater. And for me, it was like, okay, 
how do I allow myself this freedom of food uh, and allow myself these triggers, uh, you know, in, in portion control? I didn't quite understand it because I was so black and white. So for those people out there who fear food, because there is massive fear mm-hmm. around it, right? Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. with everybody preying on, oh, yeah. don't eat this, don't eat that. This is bad mm. for you. This is now out. Now you should be whatever. You should be, should be, should be. Where do we start with that? Where do we start with that? That's a really, really, really great question. And it starts with the mind because we have to understand what is food to you? Mm. What is food to Lori? What is food to Zlata? What is food to my neighbor? And in married and in many different occasions, we're going to say it's a best friend. It's a companion. It always gets me and understands me, loves me. It, it will always be there for me. Mm. And as long as we have that emotional attachment to food and we are unaware of what our emotions are around that food, we will always go to food to mend that particular emotion. And if we're, if we're using food for any purpose, for any purpose other than, uh, to be black and white here, other than fuel, then there is a piece of emotional eating that is not allowing us to create the food freedom because it's blocking us from creating the beautiful relationship with food as fuel, as nurture, and as something, um, as a way for us to nurture our temple because our body is truly our temple, which, you know, as a recovering (laughs) fitness competitor, recovering, I, I had, um, a serious episode of bulimia I didn't tell anybody about when I was competing. And um, for me, food freedom was like the furthest thing away from the truth. So I get it. So we start from the mind and understanding what is the emotion. Then we go to, okay, I need some sort of structure. (laughs) For me, it was like, okay, I need some sort of structure. And I found my peace in macros because I could figure out what works, what, what does my body need for my height, my weight, my age. And then within those macros, I was able to choose freely. And I saw how it was working for my body. I was like, this is great. And then when I established that foundation and when I created that structure that worked for me in my mind, which took me um, about, I say 12 weeks on macros is plenty. And then I started exercising exercising intuitive eating within that structure that I knew worked for me and um, just further inquired more about, hey, what do you want, body? How are you feeling about this? Is this good? Is this not good? And and that's how I know I can't eat certain things, right? I, I just, not because I don't want to, it just don't make me feel good. Like, any kind of legumes, like it's just not happening. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So it kind of goes back to that same masculine feminine idea that, that you were talking about before and just having, you know, if you don't know how to build the framework of a home, but you're dying to decorate it and you're dying to build, you know, a life inside of one, Mm -hmm. you kind of need somebody to give you an idea of what that could look like before you can even start thinking of, you know, does this feel good? What colors do I like? What do I love about it? I absolutely love that because structure can give you freedom, but you have to understand when you have to let go of structure. So that is like beautiful. So number three, three is simple fitness and simple fitness is really for me, you know, coming from the strict competitive background where I could spend like two hours in the gym and you know how much cardio we've done, (laughs) way too much cardio. And I think I lived in a treadmill in like 2015 and, um, women were saying, I don't have time for this nonsense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, they were also telling me, listen, like I want to, to like, 
to make my arms look better, to make my stomach look better, to make my butt look better. Don't you have something for that? And I kept getting really frustrated. I was like, you don't understand. Fitness is a beautiful thing. And they're like, okay, <laughs> fitness is a beautiful thing, but I would like to work on specific target zones. And I'm like, this is BS that you have been sold, right? But I go, okay, I'm not doing anyone a favor because I cannot coach anybody because they obviously want spot training and I'm not giving it to them. And they're going somewhere else who will promise them the spot training. That's not necessarily what they should be doing because there's a lot of dumb programming out there, Lori, you know, <laughs> and like I call them show up, get tired workouts. Didn't talk about that in a book, just exclusively saved it for the podcast to talk <laughs> a little smack about the fitness industry. <laughs> And um, I created what's called a spot conditioning method to where we can focus on functionality and aesthetics mm -hmm. and really create the body that we want based on um, not altering our body composition, but really working on those zones of our body that, that need to be complemented in our opinion and making it functional to where we do become a better woman that's ready for anything like hockey sticks in the car and you know zombie attack we're ready for both <laughs> <laughs> i love so, it <laughs> <laughs> the book does include um three week 21 day jumpstart fitness plan as well so i packed tons of value as far as nutrition and as far as fitness goes and um that's what I'm, that's the message I wanted to bring there. And the workouts are short. They're like 21 minutes long. So oh, I, I know that. that any woman can find three times a week at 21 minutes. Like I know you can, I've seen women do it. <laughs> yes. That is like perfect too. And in that amount of time can be so effective. Mm. It's mm -hmm. crazy effective. So number four is accountability. Huge, 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 <laughs> huge, huge, huge. Um, there are a couple different steps in accountability. We're talking about you know, accountability is something that can truly help you unleash your potential and stay motivated with simple strategies, simple accountability tips and tricks. I talk about measurements. I talk about, um, you know, body fat percentage and all of that stuff. But truly the, the most important gauge is how we feel, mm. right? If, if I feel good, then I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. And it's going to feel good to me. And the point of accountability here is not to reference the scale every five minutes, which by the way, I, we're not referencing the scale at all um, until, you know, in the, in the second step we will, but in accountability, that's not a measure of success at all. In fact, I'm doing something that's called the sma scale smash in my community where we smash our scales and we take a video of it and we're like forever free. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the, that is the accountability steps. Very very powerful. I talk about coaching, how to find a coach if you're looking for one. So that was a big one for me. Mm -hmm. That's huge for me too. And, and especially having a community to state mm -hmm. your goals in and have people who are super like-minded within that. That's huge for if you don't have that in other parts of your life, you have to create it somewhere else. So number five, power of community. You wrote a book on that. You know all about the power of community. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> and here, what I'm talking about, it is a short chapter, but it's to the point where I'm like, listen, you, imagine you're driving a beautiful bus. In my mind, it's like a hippie bus, right? Where we're like, somebody's <laughs> playing on a guitar and having a really good time. And somebody's cooking in the back, something really delicious. And all these people, we are, we, we are accepting of one another. We have the same desires in life. We love each other. 
we are accepting and we're not coaching each other. Mm. We're literally in each other's life to support one another when we need to inquire and get a transparent reply, kind of like Lori and Zlata have done in the past where I was like, Lori, tell me how to put on a live event. And on a napkin, there she was. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I see you, you don't go, Zlata, when are you putting on your live event? You know what I mean? Because you know that we're just there to support each other. And a lot of communities end up being kind of like that broken fix me relationships, which I'm like, no thanks. So I really wanted to create um, the steps for how to organize your own community. What are the steps that need to be present in your community? And I wanted to give somebody an outlet to join a virtual community uh, that is free of charge to feel like they belong somewhere because our boss is where all the fun is. And if we are on a bus with a bunch of judgmental Judies or somebody who just doesn't get us, the likelihood of us having fun in it, not so high. Mm. So that's the community. Man, I love that power too, because I really am feeling like the, I don't know, just true leaders, which anyone can be, are truly creating or giving the power to help people create their own communities. Because it's not just about starting in your community, right? But you're talking about saying, yes, start here, learn how to do this, create it for yourself so that you can forever be successful and you can forever be surrounded in your immediate life as well as, you know, supporting yourself in this other way too, which I think is so vital. Having a coach and creating that support system in your own life. So Zlata, I am so excited for this. And truly you, I mean, there are some ideas in here that I, it's like they're in my head, they're beautiful, but I have not been able to articulate, but it's truly what works. And I love, love, love that. So where can we find your book? Um, what are you most excited about? Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for a beautiful compliment. It means a world to me because I know that you've lived in our world. You've lived in the world of competing and, and you have overcome so much yourself and you're constantly doing that in your community with your message. So, so that compliment from you means the world to me. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, and, so um, you can find the book at sexyfit.com forward slash book. It will be available through that link. It's a hard copy or an ebook, whichever you prefer. It will also be available on Amazon, but sexyfit.com forward slash book will get you to where you need to be. And what am I most excited on right now? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, excited about? Here's my Russian coming out. What am I most excited <laughs> on? It is what I'm most excited on. It's uh, having this book. Uh, <laughs> I am most excited about this book. And I'm most excited about this message and I'm most excited about the community and how this um, particular piece of my work is going to create a shift for many women out there. And i um, really excited for doing less and having more impact. <laughs> mm, that is and, um, good. Yep. It's all about the book. Mm, that's so awesome. And you know what? I am just beyond grateful to have been kind of on your journey in the last year and just been able to really catch up and be able to see you in all, you know, different situations and elements. And I just want to say that you are committed to what you're doing and you're truly showing up in such a beautiful way. And your vulnerability is really giving us hope and faith that we can do this exact same thing and create purpose for our lives and pay it forward with our message. So thank you so much. And I will link all of that up in the show notes. And I have one last question for you. 
Sure. So I'm pretty sure that you asked this or I asked this one before to you, but you know, it changes like monthly. Absolutely. Because we evolve. <laughs> changes every so, minute. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a woman. I don't know what's going to happen. I, exactly. <laughs> so let's see what comes out on this one. So you have a 30 second elevator ride with someone and they look over at you and they say, how do I make myself happy? What do you say? Look at the choices that you're making on a daily basis and how that is influencing your happiness and what you are responsible for to give yourself that happy place. Mm. And it probably would be a smack in the face and then look at me and say, what, what? But <laughs> I'm willing to take that as, as a crazy look because I know that um, that's the key. That's mm. the key. The truth is freedom. Thank you so much for being on. And you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also 
sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Want to know a huge secret to my success? Okay, not only my success, but just about every single person that I have interviewed on this podcast who is successful has this in common. You guys, they love to journal. They capture their life lessons and what they're grateful for. But a lot of people don't keep this up consistently. And most people do know that the research shows that journaling deepens your gratitude and increases self-awareness. But did you also know that journaling decreases stress and helps you achieve your goals faster? In fact, journaling is a huge differentiator between average performers at work and high-performing people. It leads to longer-term clarity, confidence, and success. So why don't more people journal? Why didn't I journal consistently? Honestly, they don't like staring at a blank page. It's hard to carry a book around with you or a notepad, and they just don't even know what to write about, or they just forget. That's why I know that you're going to love Growth Day. It's the world's number one system for self-improvement, and it's like all-in-one personal development in an app. And it has an awesome digital journal, and people love it. Growth Day's digital journal has hundreds of research-backed writing prompts for self-reflection, positive mindset, confidence building, and success. I use them all the time, and it makes me think in ways that I typically don't, and it makes me ask myself better questions, which we all know gets better results in our life. It even has prompts that help you develop a daily, weekly, or monthly habit of reflecting on your life and identifying areas to grow. So it's a perfect time of year to start journaling, you guys. When you sign up at Growth Day, you also get systems for habit tracking, goal setting, and scoring and improving every area of your life. Best of all, I get to teach there too, you guys. I'm so excited. I hope that I get to see you. I teach live in Growth Day every single month with a new topic just for you. So join me there. Start your free trial at growthdate.com slash Lori. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you wanna create on a course or webinar and bam, it just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're gonna customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start 
which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages, and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this. And now their smart AI platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business. Go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com.